For many years, historians and archaeologists have pored over writings, manuscripts, maps, and the like, searching for the top secret source of the Phoenicians' tin they brought into, east, into the eastern Mediterranean. For the Bronze Age to be the Bronze Age, they needed a solid source of tin, and the Phoenicians had just the spot. Only, they didn't like to tell anyone. Even the great historian Herodotus could not put his finger on it. But this week, the lab results are in, and we now have the confirmation that so many have looked for. Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. What is so wonderful about the results this week is that not only do the lab reports clear up the great Phoenician trade secret, but in doing so, they also confirm the location of biblical Tarshish. Two birds, one stone. By putting a checklist together from the Bible, it was clear who Tarshish was in the latter days. And many Bible students have expected uh, Tarshish to be the particular nation we'll, we'll discuss. But the following is, at least we have five points, at least five points, that gave the basis for this understanding. Consider the following. Number one. Ezekiel 38, verse 13, reads, quote, The merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof. The New English Bible translates merchants as traders. And from this we can clearly see that, biblically, Tarshish was a mercantile mother country with a national offspring. Number two, Isaiah 23, verse 6 and 7. In a prophecy against the Phoenician trading center Tyre, it reads, Pass ye over to Tarshish, howl, ye inhabitants of the isle. Is this your joyous city, whose antiquity is of ancient days? Her own feet shall carry her afar off to sojourn. From this it was expected that the trading center of Tyre was to relocate to Tarshish, again underlying that Tarshish was to be a trading center and, quote, afar off, a long distance from the coast of the eastern Mediterranean. In Jonah 1 and verse 3, we find Jonah boarding a ship in Joppa, destined for Tarshish. So not only do we know that Tarshish was afar off, but also that it, to get to it, uh, you went west from Israel. Point number 3. From a reading of Isaiah 23, the entire chapter, it's clear that the nation of Tarshish was not only traitors, but were um, known to be sea traders. Thus, the repeat in that chapter of the ships of Tarshish. Point number four. From Isaiah 60, verse 9, in a prophecy of the rebuilding of Zion, we find that the nation of Tarshish would turn to the God of Israel and be involved in bringing the Jews home. It says that, Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far. So not only So for anyone that has looked at Spain and wondered if it was Tarshish, the answer is politely no. Spanish Inquisition not so much of helping the Jews. Point number 5. Okay? Now for the tin. If we turn to Ezekiel 27 and verse 12, in another prophecy to Tyre, 
she is told that, quote, Tarshish was thy merchant by reason of the multitude of all kinds of riches. With silver, iron, tin, and lead, they traded in thy fares. There it is. Phoenician Tyre would supply the Bronze Age with tin from Tarshish. From the rest of the points, there's no doubt that that mercantile, seafaring, God-fearing mother country, afar off to the west of Israel, is none other than the nation of Britain. Add that shopping list of metals to the list, and many Bible students have had no doubt that it really was Britain all the way along. But still, there have been doubters. Many have said that the British Isles were too far from Tyre. It just wasn't possible. Well, good old Herodotus had heard of the Tin Islands, but had little information about them. The following is what he wrote. He says, About the far west of Europe, I have no definite information, for I cannot accept the story of a river called by non-Greek peoples the Eridanus, which flows into the northern sea, where amber is supposed to come from. Nor do I know anything of the existence of islands called the Tin Islands, whence we get our tin. In the first place, the name Eridanus is obviously not foreign, but Greek, and was invented by some poet or other. And secondly, in spite of my efforts to do so, I have never found anyone who could give me first-hand information of the existence of a sea beyond Europe to the north and west. Yet it cannot be disputed that tin and amber do come to us from what might be called the ends of the earth. Well, Herodotus and everyone, I told you the lab results are in, and so they are. So we can finally put this to rest. Reported in the Times of Israel was the following this week. Groundbreaking study. Ancient tin ingots found in Israel were mined in England, was the headline, and the subheading reads, Enigma of Origins of Bronze Age Levant's Tin Supply, solved through isotope and chemical composition analysis that shows 13th to 12th century BCE tin bars likely came from Cornwall. In the article it reads, quote, in a paper published in June on the open-access, peer-reviewed scientific journal PLOS-1, the authors analyzed 27 ink tin ingots, or blocks, from five sites bordering the eastern Mediterranean Sea. For decades, researchers have debated the origin of tin used in ubiquitous precious bronze throughout the Levant during the epin Epinomorous era, from the late 4th and 3rd millennia BCE. Hypotheses have swung from close by Turkey, Central Asia, or far-flung France and Britain. The scholars used an earth-shattering approach to figure out the mine's locus. Quote, they're quoting now from the peer review, uh, the peer-reviewed uh, paper, it says, by using a combined approach of tin and lead isotopes together with trace elements, it is possible to narrow down the potential sources of tin for the first time. End of that quote. The most logical source, it says, according to the authors, the most likely suppliers of the 13th to 12th century BCE tin ingots from Israel 
are tin mines from Cornwall and Devon. There you have it. Those sneaky Phoenicians were sailing all the way to the beautiful British Isles to receive, uh, to retrieve that Bronze Age tin. And I'll bet they had tea and toast at night as well. I do wonder when they started making that smooth, creamy chocolate, because that is worth crossing the sea for, which I can attest. With that now finally cleared up, we can confirm that Britain really does have to come out of Europe. For, in Ezekiel 38, Tarshish and her young lions, or national offspring, are challenging the great northern confederacy, which we know to be Russia and Europe. But that is a story we have discussed on this program before, and will again as events keep moving us closer to the return of Israel's king. Join us again next week for another edition of The Bible in the News. This has been John Billington with you from the colonies, where the snow will soon fall and those Hudson's Bay Company blankets are still available. Take care.